Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Miss Pink Digital podcast, home to everything digital marketing, brand building and tech. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about how you can level up your meta or Facebook ads in 2023. Just a pre-warning before we jump into all of that good stuff, I'm still struggling with the transition between Facebook and Meta. Um, I very frequently call it Facebook ads instead of Meta ads. Um, and I'm sure many of you guys listening do too. So just know I'm going to probably use the terms interchangeably and I do heavily, heavily apologize for that. But you get the overall gist. So Meta as in 2023. We've had a wild ride with Facebook slash Meta over the past couple of years since the dreaded death of cookies and iOS update. Um, People have been looking at new ways to counter the tracking issues that they have within the platform while still generating an ROI and scaling their business, especially through this medium. Facebook or Meta (laughs) is a great medium to scale your business because it heavily relies on a push marketing tactic. So if you have a product or brand that isn't necessarily as known by the public um, to where they would search it on Google, it's a great way to boost awareness for that because you are pushing your ads onto the user. Therefore, it's not a platform you should necessarily stop running ads for altogether and you should find ways to make it work for you. That's the key message of this episode. That being said, there are plenty of new features and new ways of navigating the platform that you should take into 2023 in order to level up your campaigns and get the most that the platform has to offer. I would highly, highly, highly recommend if you're not already doing it to watch other webinars to do with Facebook ads and how marketing agencies and Facebook ads professionals are running their campaigns. Also, definitely take a look through PPC Reddit, Facebook ads Reddit. I cannot even tell you how many great ideas and great insights I have got from Reddit. It's just a great forum where people are sharing their ideas, sharing their opinions, and they're all very logical and they come from people who work in Facebook ad accounts all day, every day. Um, So on top of the normal, make sure you're listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, all of that good stuff. Please make sure you're checking out the Reddit forums or any discussion forums where you can get other people's opinions. These ways to level up your Facebook ads in 2023 are just ways or just things that I've gathered from speaking with Facebook myself and reviewing data from the past year, watching podcasts, watching webinars, seeing people's opinions and managing a lot of accounts myself and doing a lot of testing, a lot of monitoring, all of that stuff. So it's not an extensive list but it's a good place to start and form your opinions on. So let's get started. Um, I'm going to start off with a bit more of a technical one just to get the ugly technical stuff out the way. And that is Cappy. Cappy is going to be your best friend in 2023 if it's not already. 
So those who don't know what CAPI is, I'm just going to start off by explaining it and then we'll go into why it's beneficial, why you should have it and what it can bring to your account and your advertising. So what is CAPI? CAPI is Conversions API. Um, If you're familiar with Facebook ads already, you already know about what's called the Facebook pixel. The Facebook pixel is what allows you to track campaign data on your site and allows it to report into the platform. If you are not using a Facebook pixel already, but you're running Facebook ads campaigns, please, 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 please make that the first thing you set up after listening to this podcast. It is so important. Um, You can't measure your success without it and you can't grow your campaigns and optimize them without the pixel. Facebook also heavily relies on machine learning technology and automation. And without this pixel in place, you are not utilizing the automation available within the platform to its fullest extent because it has no data to go off of. So with the Facebook pixel, you can obviously track things like purchases, page views, form submissions, phone calls, all of that good stuff that you need (laughs) to run your campaigns. And they give you an understanding of how well your campaigns and your ads are performing. Obviously, we know the dreaded iOS update meant the death of cookies and or was the starting point towards the dreaded death of cookies. Um, So campaign performance has been getting harder and harder to track with the basic pixel tracking. It used to be the case that you just set up your pixel, you're all good to go. That can pretty much track what you need. Um, And now obviously there's huge restrictions on that with so many people being Apple users, downloading the iOS update and also choosing to opt out of tracking. There's also a lot of restrictions now on tracking to where it can't track to the fullest extent that it used to. Um, This is where conversion API comes in. So when you've got your basic pixel tracking, that basically tracks at a browser level. Because it's tracking at a browser level, it can only get a certain amount of data. Whereas what Conversion API allows you to do is track at your server level as well. And it will work in conjunction with the pixel tracking to track users at browser and at server level. If you're worried about it over tracking this data and giving you duplicate tracking or duplicate results, sorry, duplicate tracking, um, duplicate results, providing it is set up correctly and the documentation is followed that is available within the platform, it will cancel duplicates out. It will track when an event is the same user and it's called within the platform is deduplicate the event. So you shouldn't be tracking or you shouldn't be double tracking, but what it should allow you to do is in instances where you have a conversion that's tracked at server level, but not at browser level, it picks up on that data and can track it within the platform. Sometimes there is conversion data that's missed when it's not tracked at a server level and only at browser level. So it will give you more conversion data to go off of and also it will give more data for the platform to run off of as well. So basically, the more data you can feed into your campaigns, the more you can gain from them. This is why it's so important to have as a number one checkpoint on your to-do list because it will really help you in 2023 as tracking gets harder, as more restrictions get pulled into tracking, because I guarantee you there will be more as more updates come out. And as these platforms shift to a more automated model, you need to be feeding them with as much data as possible to make sure you are getting your money's worth. 
Now, it can get quite technical. If you're using a platform such as Shopify for your website, it can be relatively simple to set up because there are integration options available within the platform to make it easier. However, if your website is a bit more hard-coded, then you may need to seek a professional web developer to implement Conversions API for you. So that would need to be consulted on a individual basis, but there are general web platforms like Shopify, like WordPress, where they do have the plugins and integration options available for you. Um, So it's just about doing your research and finding the best fit for you. Now, the next thing I am going to be talking about is your competitors and more importantly, having an understanding of what they are doing. So as we know, it's no secret, the online space is massively growing in competition. CPMs are more expensive than they've ever been before. Cost per click data is more expensive than it's ever been before. And it's getting harder to make an impression and grab the user's attention, especially in today's day and age with the likes of TikTok. We take TikTok, you've got a platform where everything is very instant, everything is very quick, and it's really appealing to our shortening attention spans. Um, And our attention spans are shortening because of the likes of TikTok. So now users are expecting content to be very digestible, very quick, and very easy to understand, which is absolutely fine. But we really need to get a grasp on how our competitors are doing that and how you can do better than them, basically. So how do we do that? I'm going to tell you about a secret. It's not really a secret, but not that many people know about it. And I feel like they should. Um, I don't know why not many people know about it, but it's definitely a lovely little secret weapon. Um, and it's going to be your best friend and it's going to blow your mind if you don't already know what it is. And that is, drumroll, Facebook Ads Library. Now, I'm going to give you a moment to Google it. No, I'm joking. I'll tell you what it is. So basically, Facebook Ads Library is a free tool from Facebook that allows you to see the ads your competitors are creating. All you have to do is type in Facebook Ads Library and make sure you're already logged in. You have to have a business manager account, all of that good stuff. Click on the Facebook link to Facebook Ads Library and then it will give you the option to, it will give you a search box and you'll be able to type in your competitors' names. You'll be able to type in the industry or the types of ads, if they're political, if they're e-commerce, all of that good stuff. And yeah, you'll just be able to see what it is your competitors, especially your big competitors, have been up to. You can also access or see if your competitors are doing ads by going through their actual Facebook page as well. It's within a transparency section and it is a very helpful tool, one, not only to see what your competitors are doing, but to also gain inspiration off the back of it. One thing I just want to make clear Do not use this as an opportunity to poach your competitors' ideas or completely copy them, but use it as an opportunity to kind of see what they're doing and how you can make it better and how you can make your content unique compared to theirs. Let's say, for instance, they are doing a lot of video content and user-generated video content, which we're going to talk about in a minute. You can use that and say, okay, a lot of my competitors seem to be doing a lot of video content that features their followers, features people who are buying the product. How can I do that 
or follow a similar trend, but make it more fitted to my brand, make it more watchable, make it more consumable, give it more of a punch, like anything like that. And Facebook Ads Library is a great place to kind of pinpoint what you want to do, what vision you want for your creative in 2023. It's also important to make sure you're looking at it on a regular basis so that you're monitoring trends from an ads perspective, Um, but also monitor trends organically as well. Don't just rely on this one tool. You want to be able, if you're doing a lot more um, video content in your ads, you want to be able to make sure you're monitoring trends across the board and kind of catering to that. But a Facebook ads library is a great place to start. Leading on to my next point while we're talking about ads and user-generated content, that is actually a very big point for 2023. And it's one that Facebook itself is heavily, heavily pushing because of the likes of TikTok, Instagram Reels, and more user-friendly, relatable content. But why is Facebook pushing user-generated content? Simply because users want to not only see the more human side of your brand, but they also want to see themselves in your brand. This is when you welcome in the user-generated content. Now, those who don't know what user-generated content is, it's basically content that comes from users of the platform, whether that's your direct following, your customer base, or an influencer who's interested in your brand. It can be any of those. And it not only humanizes your brand, but it also provides an additional layer of social proof. Those who don't know what social proof is or how it can help your business, it's basically a way of utilizing social media and the online space outside of your website to gain trust from your users. Typically, if there's a website or a business that has a good social media presence, a highly engaged audience, really great quality content, good reviews, this all feeds into the social proof element and it aids the consumer in their journey of purchasing. Put yourself in the shoes of a consumer and let's say you are looking to buy a necklace um, and it's a pricey necklace. You know, you have a pretty good budget for it and you see a brand or you see a couple of brands that are selling a similar style of necklace and both similar prices. One brand has a great social media, really great branding, has a really engaged audience, people tagging the brand, great reviews. And in the other business, barely posts on social media. When they do, the posts are okay. There's not much engagement. They don't have that much of a following. Which brand are you going to want to buy from more? Are you going to want to buy from the brand that has exhibited a lot of social proof and a trustworthy brand? Or are you going to buy from the brand that puts minimal effort into their social following and you don't actually know if they're a legitimate brand or not? You're going to choose the one with the social proof behind it. Um, So it's very important to have that layer of social proof, social, oh, social proof. And user-generated content does just that because you are taking your customer base and putting them in your content and allowing them to sell your brand for you. And because they're there being like, hey, I bought this product, you should too. It allows the user to think, okay, maybe that product is worth buying because all these other customers and all these other influencers have said it's a great product to buy. 
So it's just a really great way of giving consumers the confidence to invest in your brand and maybe even then promote it on their end. You do kind of see with user-generated content kind of a knock-on effect whereby when they see or when a consumer sees one customer or an influencer promote the brand, on whether that's on their Facebook page, Instagram page, TikTok, anything like that, as a consumer, they then are encouraged to promote it because they might want to feature in your content in the future. So it's a great knock-on effect to get more and more people promoting your brand and also humanizing your brand at the same time. Whilst we're on the topic of humanizing your brand, another thing that is definitely trending in the ad space and the organic space is imperfection. And what I mean by that is imperfect content is the new perfect. So gone are the days of heavily produced videos featuring conventionally attractive models, um, walking down a beautiful sandy beach and sunsets in the background, all of that, you know, crazy high production quality content. And what people are actually looking for is the more relatable, easily digestible content. So similar to what I was saying with the user-generated content, they want to be able to not only see a human side of your brand, but also envision themselves in your brand. When it comes to creating this imperfect content, the approach is to give users a look into your brand that they haven't seen before, which works really great, not only from an organic perspective, but also from a relationship building perspective through your ads. So you can run them through, you know, remarketing or retention campaigns to give your current audience and customer base a look into your business. Or if you wanted to increase your brand awareness, but in a more relatable way, you can use this imperfect content to do so. The only thing I would say is it is all about balance and it's important to still keep that conversion-focused, sale-focused ad content running as well. Don't just shift all of your content or your video ad content, image content, any of that to the imperfect side of things and have a really good balance between the more relatable human side of your brand, but also the professional sales heavy ad content as well, because the chances are that the imperfect content is going to be great for the brand awareness side and user engagement, but it's not necessarily going to get you those purchases at the end of the day. It might later down the line, but in terms of instant um, purchases and instant conversion data, you're going to need to go with the more sales heavy ads. So of course, still invest your time in creating the visually stunning content, but don't prioritize all your time into this content like you used to. Start incorporating those imperfect videos into your 2023 content plan. The great news about it as well is that it's not only what users are gravitating towards on social media platforms, it's also quicker to implement and often cheaper as well because it's not as production heavy as what you are used to with the sales heavy videos. And the even better news is if you're unsure on where to start with this, gaining inspiration is really easy. You can easily analyze and access existing trend data through the likes of Instagram Reels, through TikTok and mould your content around this. In fact, I would recommend making this a huge priority in your content plan is setting out a time on a weekly basis if you don't have 
time to do it on a daily basis to analyze what is trending and to try and get that trending content out as quickly as possible. The one thing you want to avoid when taking this marketing approach to be more relatable is being the company that is six weeks behind a trend. It's embarrassing. We've all seen it. We all cringe and we've all seen accounts making fun of those corporate TikTok accounts that just can't stay in line with the trends and are weeks and weeks behind and jumping on it when it's a dead trend and no longer relatable or funny. So just make sure if you are going to take the imperfect content approach, specifically focusing around what is trending and trying to jump on those trends via your ad content as well as your organic content, then just make sure you're monitoring them super frequently and jumping on the trends as quickly as you can to get that content out there whilst those video styles or content styles are still trending within the social platforms. And finally, the way you want to level up your Facebook ads in 2023 is ensure your organic content and ad content are working in harmony with one another. So I think The big thing at the moment within the online space is, like I was saying, we're getting more competitive. We need to really start thinking about our branding as a whole and using ads and organic together to really push our branding and make it stand out. When you're building a brand, one of the most important things you can do is making that connection between your sponsored content and your organic content. So for instance, if your organic content uses certain color schemes or content styles, try and incorporate that into your ads as much as you can whilst making it sales focused. Doing this will not only enhance the user's experience, but it will allow them to understand your brand style. And it will kind of build this relationship between your brand and the user where they associate certain styles and imagery and colors with your brand itself. You've only got to look at some of the top well-known brands in the world. They all have a unique style that crosses over in their organic and their ad content. Let's take Skims, for example. Skims, who, for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure you do because it's incredibly well-known and it's ran or owned by an incredibly well-known family slash person, and that's being Kim Kardashian. Skims is basically Kim Kardashian's shapewear brand. And when you look at the branding of that, it's all very neutral, not only from the advertising to the social media, but also even to the colours of her clothing. It's all very neutral, browns, blacks, creams, greys, all of that kind of stuff. And it all translates into each aspect of the user journey. If you see a Skims ad and then you go to social media, you can automatically make the connection between the two based on how the content looks. If you then go to the website, it looks the same as organic content and ad content. And then even if you go to the products, you can make that connection between all of them. And that's how you're going to help build your brand and build your brand's image and kind of attract the ideal audience you want to. If your brand is using specific color schemes and content styles, users who like that are going to gravitate towards your brand and towards your product. 
So really, really make sure that your organic content and your ad content are similar and are working together to create this overall brand story and brand picture in 2023. I think when people talk about or use the term brand building or brand awareness, especially when it comes to paid ads, people get very scared of the concept, which I completely understand because I feel like the term brand awareness comes with negative connotations that it's going to be expensive and you're not going to see a return from brand awareness campaigns themselves because the idea is they feed into your purchase data later down the line. And obviously, if you have a small business, you can't really afford to be forking out loads of money just for brand awareness and just for building your followers because you need to get that return straight away. So there are other ways you can incorporate brand awareness interactivity and outside of just running full-fledged brand awareness campaigns and chucking loads of money at it, the quick and easy solution behind building your brand awareness, I say easy, it's still going to be a challenge but it's not going to be as financially draining is the aspect of making sure your organic and your ad content work together. You're already going to be shooting the ad content anyway and creating that ad content. What's stopping you from making it align with your organic content if you're not already? That's going to be the way you build your brand story and you paint a picture of your brand without throwing loads of extra money at brand awareness campaigns. One thing I would say if you do plan on spending extra money in 2023 on your brand awareness activity, specifically through advertising is or paid advertising, is to make sure you have a really strong funnel after the fact that users go to your site. Make sure that you have really good retargeting and retention campaigns within your Facebook ads accounts. Make sure that you're advertising through other platforms as well. So you're following users on that journey. Really ensure you have good email marketing in place with really great email content and that you have great offers down the line. That's going to really encourage the user to revisit your site and convert if they haven't already and really give your brand a shot. There isn't much point in spending loads and loads of money on brand awareness if you don't have the follow-up in place to land those purchases because you're just going to be wasting your money. Also, generally, this isn't just a 2023 strategy. This should be all the time. Make sure your site's UX is all in place and all good if you need to maybe invest in someone to audit your site from a user experience perspective or just start researching a bit more into user experience and how you can better cater your site to the user to make it more not only user-friendly but conversion-friendly as well. And those are just some of the wonderful ways you can level up your Facebook ads campaigns in 2023. If you haven't jumped on these already, make sure you do, but also really make sure that just like any year, you are aren't afraid to test. You are testing things. You are trying to figure out what's working. You are listening to other people's recommendations and suggestions, but also factoring in your own 
business and if their suggestions would work for your business and for your budget. Don't just blindly follow people. Really make sure you're listening to feedback, but also incorporating it with what's worked for you in the past and how it could help sustain and build your business over the next year. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out to professionals who are doing this all the time, all day, every day, and are jumping on all of the different trends and different updates that Facebook or Meta is supplying to users. I think this year is going to be a really positive year for advertising or paid advertising if we allow it to be. And we're really utilizing all of the updates available within the platforms, but in a sensible way. I think with when it comes to automation, this will probably be a whole other podcast in itself. But when it comes to automation, it's a very smart tool to use, but you have to use it carefully. And one thing I would say of automation is to utilize it where you can, but also whilst using it, try and retain some form of control don't just expect the platform to do everything for you. It's always good to have some control where you can, whether that's from ad creative to bidding strategies you're using to the audiences you're targeting. And that would be my main recommendation, not just for 2023, but overall any year you're doing advertising. So yeah, don't be afraid to test. Make sure you're listening to advice and feedback and reading the forums, reading people's thoughts on updates and people's recommendations of campaign structures going forwards into 2023. When you are utilizing automation and machine learning, try and retain some control where you can just so you're not giving the platform everything and making it do all the work. Um, But yeah, I hope this episode was helpful and I look forward to speaking to you guys soon. Thank you for listening.